0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, coaches. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited excited to join us today on the podcast. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Like, like I've said before, the technology behind this thing, I, I remember old school when they used to have those long metal racks, the ball would go up into this net and would come down this long metal rack. They, the technology and the ability that Dr. Dish does and all the people that work there and the, and the things that they give back to the community is second to none. Mention coach unplugged me, coach Collins or anybody, and they'll give you $400 off also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop. It's got clinics. It's got handouts. It's got uh, breakdowns. It's got on-court things teaching you. You know, I'm not, I'm not upselling you. I'm not, I'm not doing those kind of things. I'm not paying, making you pay for the clinic videos. I'm not making – I'm giving you everything that we got to make you a better basketball coach, along with me, um, someone that's won at the highest level. In, in the U.S., <laughs> um, been nationally ranked. I want to help you become a better basketball coach, and that's why I started TeachHoops.com. And that's why I want to help you win more basketball games. Go over and check it out. And in closing, if you if you like our other podcasts, five minute basketball coaching podcast, high school hoops funnel down, or this one, go leave a five star review. We really do appreciate that. And let's head off to the podcast.
0: I am in the car, so if <laughs> anything happens and I cut okay. out or gets spotty, that, that yeah, no why. worries, no worries, right back in.
1: No. Okay. Perfect. So when's the
0: interview? The interview is tomorrow at 11. Okay. Kind of in the morning. And this will be, this will be my first interview that I've essentially ever
1: had. Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, So what, what questions do you have for me? I got, I got tons of answers, but I just, what questions do you have for me?
0: Um, I guess a little bit what the process looks like in terms of, okay, so I get to the school. This this is a school where I, for one, graduated from. um, I assistant coached there for two years and ran a spring and summer basketball program there for about three years. And the four people on the interview committee, two of which were former coaches of mine. Another one was my former elementary teacher, who's now the principal and then the athletic director. So I'm pretty familiar with the people interviewing me. But the process itself, you know, from the moment I walk into the door to
1: the end, uh, I'm totally new, to. So you're, you're new to the process. Um, yes. So what does that mean to you? Um, I guess in terms of questions that will be asked, I've
0: been doing a lot of like reading the stuff you sent me. Which yep. Was extremely helpful. Okay. So I've been reading through those, kind of thinking about questions, formulating answers, um, I guess in terms of how I integrate my portfolio into
1: the interview would be something we can maybe talk about. Yep. So, um, if they, if, if there been any requirements that they asked for you or anything they told you, because I trust me, I've heard everything from you know parents and students on the committee to the, you running a Pratt. I mean, I've heard X's and O's on a whiteboard. I've heard uh, everything possible. Um, have they given you any out? Uh-huh. What it's gonna look like uh not not All right. <laughs> that's it makes that makes it harder so um the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's okay so the portfolio thing i really wouldn't worry about to did you run some off to hand out to them?
0: i printed mine off put it in nice looking folders to hand it to each person and okay. sent it to the athletic director yesterday
1: okay so i wouldn't really worry about talking about that um other than bringing it up uh you know I okay because you know, I'm guessing it's a it's a it's not a one page document. I'm guessing it's there's some reading involved in it. So I really wouldn't worry about that because yeah. they, they, the athletic director already has it. If you're gonna hand it out, then at least you're gonna see it. I mean, you can you can re- reference it, but uh-huh. I wouldn't necessarily. You don't necessarily have to go through it. Um, cause that's kind of like your business okay. plan. Like you're starting a business. This is my business plan. Half the time the business plan isn't you. Yep. So I, that's right. okay. so it's more that you've thought about it. That's, I think from the, from the ones I've sat in and the people I've talked to, it's more that you've kind of worked through the process of, you know, what's the youth program going to look like? What's the offense going to look like? Well, whatever your philosophy, that's more what they're worried about. So I, I wouldn't necessarily worry about that do you have before we jump into what they're gonna to do to you, do you have any questions that you have about the school or the program because they'll they'll end with that um yep yeah.
0: um i I think the two questions I've kind of formulated in terms of like the school the program the community i yep. I mean I know that like the back of the back of my hand okay. But uh, one thing uh, one thing I had planned on asking, I guess, the athletic director in, patric- in particular, he's from outside of the area, um, what things he's seen from outside of the area. He's from kind of a more inner city background, whereas okay. my school is a uh, real rural, kind of out in the middle of nowhere school. What things has he brought from his previous schools into here? Okay. You know, me being an insider at the school, and then also – what like the chain of command looks like if a parent goes to the athletic director, Ooh, that's good. And yep. you know, kind of skips the first
1: step. Of yeah. Skips the first fifth of the coach. first couple steps. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the kid should talk to the, yeah, coach, and then the kid and the parents talk to the, coach. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yep. okay. So those are, those are really good. I would, I would, I mean, I, I think, and I've been very blessed. I, I think it's really important who's around you. Um, will you keep the staff? or want to keep your staff. Or will you want to – how will the hiring of the staff go? Do you, do you have any inkling on that? Like if you would get the job, uh, you just keep everybody there? So, so the scenario
0: in which I guess is a little bit unique to where the varsity coach stepped down, the JV coach stepped down as well, and the freshman team that we typically ran, I believe is going to be dissolved. Okay. Like. I don't, I don't think there's going to be enough kids, and if that gets brought up, that's probably going to be my recommendation is to dissolve
1: it. Okay. So in terms of
0: assistant coaches,
1: I'm out. hold on, you broke up there. Hello? So the assistant you, you, coaches. You broke up. Resay what you're saying there. Okay, so the whole the whole coaching staff is essentially gone. Did right, you hear yep. that? Yep, I heard that. I heard. And yep. I, yep. So,
0: so then the assistant coach was me. Okay. So I'm I'm essentially the only one left here. So that you know scenario is a little bit unique to where the whole coaching staff is going to have to be brought in. Yeah. Do you have do you have ideas about that? I do. So I have a, I have a couple of people in mind that, you know, I can kind okay. of name drop that I've talked to a little bit.
1: Okay. Okay. Cause that would be my, that is, might be their question that, back to you. Like, do you know who you would want? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so
0: is that, is that kind of what, what you would recommend if that, you know, when that gets brought up, you know, what's your plan for coaching? Yeah. Have yeah. had conversations
1: with Yeah, I would people. say I would say first of all, I would look at the athletic director and say, I don't know how the school this school works. I've already talked to several coaches, yep. I understand first of all, it's a public I mean, this is a public school, right? It's a public school? Correct.
0: Correct. Yeah. Correct. A public yep.
1: schools fall under a whole different category because you have hiring practices, you have state and federal laws about hiring yep. so that's when I would turn to the AD and I would say, you know, I, I, I have talked to several people, but I understand that there's a process that we have to go through. You know, I hope that we would be able to work together, you know, as a team, try to find the best fit, blah, 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 kind of thing. Um, because right. You, you just want to have a say in it. Um, you right. just don't want to be given your assistance. You, you know, I understand that maybe the athletic right. director, the principal has to do the hiring. But I just, I, that's what would be my argument. Yep. It's like, you're asking me to build a program. I need to, you know, I'm running this team or this, you know, business. I need to be able to have a say in it. I understand that I don't, I'm not hiring, but um, I need to have a say in it. And that's, and they would respond. Right. You want to come from that, no, that. That totally
0: makes sense.
1: Yeah. So no. um, the big stumbling blocks that I've had, so curveballs that I've had friends that go through and other coaches that I've talked to. So curveballs are if they actually make you like, okay, what kind of offense are you going to run? What kind of defense are you going to run? Um, You know, situational stuff. If you feel good with that, um, that tends to be a big stumbling block. Um, So I would make sure you, you have a sense of, you know, or, or a patent answer. Like, you know, they might ask what kind of offense do you want to run? What kind of defense do you want to run? Um, draw me an out-of-bounds play, what would you do if you're down seven with three minutes to go? Those kind of things, when you're going to bed tonight, just start uh-huh. thinking about what you want to say with those. Um, you know, depending on okay. how, 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 you know, critiquing they're going to be on that. If they think you know your basketball, they're not going to spend much time on it. Um, so if they feel like yep. – Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got to kind of read the room the guys you described and that you've been in the building, my guess is they won't die. They'll, they know whether you know stuff, so they won't spend too much time on that. Right. So then the, the big one is, so you right. have to put yourself, this is what I always tell coaches. You have to put yourself in the people that are interviewing you. That's their job. Right. And w- what makes their job yep. a pain in the butt? Parents make it pain in the butt. Right. <laughs> unhappy kids. <Yep>. Unhappy <laughs> people, and the Unhappy uh-huh. people. So, you have to have an answer for all of those things because if their life is easy, let's say you're 500 and their life is easy. They're much happier than if you're, you know, you win 80% of your games, but they're getting six phone calls a night. Um, So that's where you have to, you have to put yourself in the principal and you know, the ADs, they, if, as long as their phones not ringing and everyone's kind of semi happy, they're happy because then they can go on vacation. They don't have to worry about it. So that's where you have to think about, You know, um, how are you going to communicate with parents? Chain of command is good. I always think that's a great one. Like, like I I, and I I would use this. I say most of the time when I've talked to the kids, I dealt with like in my thirty plus years, I probably dealt with ninety percent of my problems with me and the kid. Right? The kids aren't always Uh what I'm telling them, but at least I'm I'm honest with them. Um, Then you deal with the five or ten percent where the parents got to come in with the kid, and then if it escalates to the next level, then you're usually dealing with crazy people and they know you're dealing with crazy people. Um, but right. you need to have that spelled out. Like, how are you going to deal with upset parents? How Are you going to deal with, you know, a scenario? Like they might give you a scenario of, okay, John's dad comes after you at halftime as you walk into the locker room and you're down 17. How are you going to deal with that parent? at uh-huh. Those kind of situations because those can escalate to the point where that gets the school board or the principal or the AD. Um, so I think those are the ones you right. think about. Um, those tend to be the ones that trip people up because they haven't thought about it. Um, how is the youth? Yep. How is the how is the feeder going into you? What can you repeat that? Yeah, how is the feeder feeder program or the youth program?
0: Um. In the past, it's been a little bit disconnected from the varsity program, which is something that I would want to kind of take on and push forward in an interview. I have essentially a plan laid out to where we start basketball in fourth grade here. Okay. So, you know, in fourth grade, we kind of do this. We run the same number system as the varsity all the way through whatever. So we're kind of on the same plan and – trying to get ways to get the varsity athletes involved in the youth program by refereeing, you know, helping yep. coach a team if that comes up, as well as allowing the youth program maybe once a month to come sit in on a practice and see what it's like where, you know, there's kind of that connect with the varsity program and the youth program, which
1: has been missing in the past. Yep. So I think that, I think that's a huge selling point. And, and when you're doing the interview tomorrow, you know, if I'm looking at two people, I'm picking the if, – if they're close, I'm picking the enthusiastic person. So you got to spell, like, this is, like, this is what I've always wanted to do. That enthusiasm, has you have to – I have to be able to sense that when I'm in the interview um, because sometimes yeah. it comes down to, like, ooh, I like both these guys, but this guy's like, going to be like a – you know, he's going to work 18 hours a day. Man, I'm going to hire him because they're close, but I'm going to hire – I'm always going to hire the enthusiastic guy over – If I'm dealing with two guys, I'm always going to go after the enthusiastic one. Um, So that's good. So the program is the next big thing. Yep. And then the third thing is, I don't know how your school works, but, um, you know, most public schools don't have enough money. At least ours don't either. So how are you going to raise money? The club, how are you going to deal with booster club? Um, You know, because that first of all, that's one way coaches get fired because they dip into the booster club when they shouldn't. Um, so you want to, uh-huh. you want to talk about how you can separate that, how you can isolate parents on that. I mean, there's all sorts of landmines and booster clubs. Um, so, you know, I raised all this money. Why is Johnny not playing kind of thing? Or, you know, there's, there's all the yep. things that you need to think about. Like, um, cause they might ask, you know, how, you, what's the role of the booster club in your program? How are you going to deal with it? Um, how are you going to raise money? Yeah are you going to raise money? Um, are the things that you need, um, you know, uh, usually I laugh and say, yeah, I need a six, eight power forward, but, um, (laughs) 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 it's something like that.
0: Yeah. Maybe the booster club will have one of those.
1: Okay. Okay. And you have one already. I have what? Do they have one? Do they have a booster club already? They do. They do. And
0: I get I, yeah. And I'm tr- I'm trying I'm trying to think through a little bit. That's something I guess, out of all the information I know about the school and the program,
1: I guess that's one of the things that I don't know a ton about. Yep. So that'd be a great follow up question because it's like, well, before I, you know, yeah, what does it look like? And then, so another thing that I think you really need to think about that I usually throw back at an interviewee um, is What's your expectation in off season, and/or how do you deal with multiple sport athletes? I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg.
0: This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
1: That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, Because again, Johnny only has so many hours in a day, and Johnny still should go on vacation with his parents in the summer. (laughs) Um. But then the football coach, yep. the football coach, and the basketball coach all want three hours from him. How are you going to like, so that interaction. So again, put yourself in the situation of the principal in the AD, how can you intertwine like their biggest concern is well, you don't get along with a football coach, that's going to be a pain for me. You know, like, how are all of, you know, we're all this kind of right together. Um, so again, they're fishing when they ask you that question, um, because again, yeah. they, want, they want a happy family. They don't want the brother and sister not talking to each other because um, it, it's harder for them. Right. Um, so I think that's something else you really got to think about. You know, off-season activities. You know, I, you know, and I usually tell coaches when they go into an interview, it's like, well, here's what I think, and here's how we'll work with all the other programs. But to be honest with you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see the lay of the land. Um, and yours is a little different because you were there um but usually I tell them you know you gotta you gotta see how the kids react to you um you know what we're gonna do and right the, and the thing is you are in a wacky world right now like um you know that's what yeah. I'm, I'm building like i'm building like i don't know for troops if you saw it, but i'm building like this whole thing that you could hook up with them but i'm I, starting in july i'm gonna say hey guys here's a bunch of motivational stuff here's a bunch of workout stuff here's a bunch of mental stuff. Go do this. Cause I can't uh-huh. in my gym. Like I can't, like they won't let me in the gym. They won't let me work my guys out. So I think that's going to be this way. Right. over the next, you know, six to 12 to 18 months is like, we might get back in and then we might not get back in. So that might be a question that I've never actually had to deal with a coach with before. Is you know, how are you going to deal with this pandemic? Uh-huh. Like, you know, if I'm there, I'm, I'm them right now. I'm saying, how are you dealing with this pandemic? Like you might have a season, you might not have a season. You might have a shortened season. You might not work out mall this summer. How are you going to, you know, right. Intertwine with the kids when, with this new world. Um, so then what right. I would say is go back and say, communication, communication, communication. You know, I'm going to try to talk to the kids as much as I can. I'm going to try to communicate. I'm going to try to do zoom calls. I'm going to try to figure out what works for them. Cause these are uncharted territories, you know, uncharted waters, um, right, so I think yep. that's the angle you really got to take with it. Um, is there anything you're worried about with the interview? Um,
0: I I don't really think so. I've been doing a lot of preparing, and you know, when I found out that the interview committee was four people that you know I know very well, and two of them are my references on my resume then you're in pretty good um, shape. <laughs> I, yeah. like yeah. I, I would say, no, I, I worry about getting in there and, you no know, drawing blanks, but these are people that, you know, I talk hoops with, you know, every time
1: I see them. Yep. So, so here's the key. Here's, I'm going to tell you one of the keys is if you draw a blank, that's fine. Just remember kids first, kids first, kids first, because these are all teachers. They're all educated. Yep. Just remember every, everything you do is based for the kids. Like, how you, how you travel on the bus, how you set up practice, how you do your summer programs. Everything should be kids first. I mean, that's the way I've taught for 30 years. It's like everything you do has to be uh-huh. talking about those kids and those players. And if that, then your answer will yep. be right. If you think kid first, your answer will be right. If you think parent first or you think community first or you think you first, the answer can be wrong. If you're, if you're always putting the kid at the center of all your answers – your answer is not going to be wrong. Now, it can be wrong if they say what kind of offense you want to run and then they don't think that's the right offense. Whatever. You can't control that. right? Um, you know, uh-huh. I always say, I, I don't know. Like, here's what I'm thinking we're going to run with the guys coming back, but I don't know. Like, I'm going to adjust. Just like my classroom's going to adjust. Um, but good. I mean, I, right. think, I think you sound like you're – I mean, trust me, I've done probably 50 of these and you sound – you're in, you're in the top 10% as far as feeling like, I mean, it's a lot of these questions sometimes they ask and they go, oh, I have no idea. So I think you're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Um, uh, how, how often do they, like,
0: typically relate to teaching, I guess? So, uh, I, like, the principal will be in there, how often is he going to throw, you know, a, relate your coaching to teaching or tell me what your classroom looks like type of thing?
1: Um a little bit they will they will a little bit if you're you're not a teacher right no not no, so that's okay so they they will they won't curve it back as much because you're not a teacher, which is okay um, uh-huh. but no i mean they they just want to make sure so that not being a teacher can be a plus or a minus, so it can be a plus in the sense uh-huh. of maybe more flexible hours you can get there at different times. Because if you know anything about teaching, teaching is very structured. You know, here's when your break is. Here's when you're – so you have to make that negative into a positive. Nope. I'm not a teacher, but I can take off of work. I can be there whenever something goes down, I'll be there. Um, their biggest concern nope. with you not being a teacher is, do you know how to interact with kids? <laughs> you know, so nope. that's, you know, that's their, gonna be that- their biggest concern. Like, are you going to flip out on a kid and go Bobby Knight on him? Well, holy crap. <laughs> you know, that's what they're – You know, Uh um, that's, that's going to be their concern, to be honest with you. So there might do a little digging. I think, go ahead.
0: I I think one of the angles I want to kind of push in the interview, you know, so I'm like essentially just graduating college with a teaching degree. Right. So eventually one day I will be a teacher. So I, I, and I know a couple of the people that is essentially the competition for the job. Are not teachers, so I think if, I think it is in my best interest to push, you know, you know, maybe a year down the line we have a math teaching job open, right. you know, that's somewhere where like I could slide in there.
1: Yep, no, that's and I think an what you sell to them is like I want to do this. This is what I want to do. This is my calling. I think that's what you got to sell to them too. Uh-huh. Like, this is what I want to do. Look, I went back. I got my degree. I want to be a teacher. I got my certif- I'm Working on my certification. I'm not there yet, but this is what I want to do. I'm not yep. gonna, you know, I'm not gonna pull up reins in, in six months and get a better job and move away. So I think you got to pull that back. Right. You got to make that a plus for you and a negative for the other guys. Um, uh-huh. But if you've gone through some of the teaching stuff, then you're fine. Like you know all the, you know lingo yep. and all oh, that, yeah. all that you know half the stuff you never use when you teach, but they teach you. Um, yes. <laughs> that they'll. Yep. Want year yeah yeah, yeah. Is it,
0: so so what if uh like I guess what if that never gets brought up if there's no questions about it you know at the end do the do they kind of say you know do you got anything else for us and I I guess me trying to work that in without them you know asking about it in case you know there's no questions about it
1: Yeah, I would. I I mean, I would just say, you know, I'm really at the end of it, it, when they ask questions, you can ask questions, but then you can also come back and say, Hey, I really want, I mean, be honest. If you want the job just say, I really want this job. And here's why I want the job. And here's why I think I'll be good for it. Uh There's no problem with that sell at the end, because especially when they open it up to you. Um, I always like that when people come back and say, Hey, I want this job. Like, and here's why I want it. Um, I think that's a good I think that's a good thing for that end of the you know because you might ask a couple questions at the end about you know how does a booster club work how to but then hey I really you know just so you all of you know I really want this job this is really important to me you know I think I'll be really good for the Uh community for the and then you gotta you gotta market yourself in that 35 40 seconds like Yeah, so I think bring that back in. Like, I'm going to get my degree. I want to be a teacher. I love kids. This is, you know, this is a calling. It's like, you know, you can make a right teaching is. It's a calling. It's not like, yeah. So I think that's good. I think that's really good. Get a good night's sleep. That's what I would. That would be my last bit of advice too. It's always hard to sleep the night before, but um, yeah, yeah, maybe have (laughs) a couple or the the couple nights
0: before, and you know, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. My all right. Any other questions? Well, I guess, I guess, I no, I guess that's all I got. Now, all right. I want you're going to let me know.
1: You're going to let me know, right? Let me know right away. I want to hear. And, and hey, whoa, another good yep. follow-up question is when will the decision be made? Cause it's really, it's, I, you know, are you, so is there going to be a second interview and when is the decision going to be made? It's not a bad follow-up question. Um, and that can even be in a okay. follow-up email. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the initial interview, um, especially if you have that relationship okay. with the athletic director. But there's nothing worse than waiting. Like, nope. First of all, making the paper and someone else gets it. Like, is there going to be a timeline? Um, and that can be in your follow-up thank you nope. to the AD and all the – to the committee. Um, you know, and it can't hurt to write them a little note and say, hey, thanks, blah, blah, blah. And, and you can reiterate some of those things. That's a good thing to do. but so They're not used to that in the educational field as much. Those thank you notes, especially for a company uh-huh. job. Um, hey, thanks for taking the time. I'm super excited. Yeah. You know, um, blah, 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 and then send that off, you know, it's, it's, off tomorrow. Is, it, is that
0: typically how that is done, you know, these days, I guess, in quotes, to uh, kind of send a thank you email. Cause I know, you know, you used to send. A, I would send like the a paper one. I would, the a, I would send,
1: I would send the paper one. The paper one's unique Do be, be unique. The email's too easy. Be unique. Do a go to Hallmark or whatever and buy a bunch of little cards and just takes you 30 seconds, mail it off. But the AD is the one I might follow up. I would do a, I would do a written note to him, but with the AD, I would follow up. If it doesn't come up in the interview, I would follow up with a thank you email to him and then, because he's probably the guy making the final decision, as the athletic director, um, and yep. to figure out a timeline with him. Is there a timeline? Blah blah blah. Or will there be second? Will will there be a second set of interviews? Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, but I would write a thank you note. I always like when I got those because that was that made that made that person stand out because they're not as common in um, the educational field. Right. Right. Say that again, Mike. Alright, cool. Yeah, do both. My brother said both. He runs a big business. He do both. He said do both. So a follow up email and then send a little note. All right. All right. I'll keep you updated. Okay? All right, yeah, let me know. Let me know for sure. Good luck. All right. All right, Thank see you. Ya. Yep, bye bye. Yep, no problem. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye everybody i hope you enjoyed the podcast make sure you subscribe make sure you like it um, go over and check out our other podcasts high school hoops teacher side gig and then uh, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better have a great day sports social podcast network step into the world of power loyalty